Sport and Previews. This is the Sports Desk. A big good afternoon to everybody on the sports desk. My name is Jason. What is my last name? We're not quite sure, but we do know the last name of our co-presenters here, Adam Miller, Jerry. Uh, that's great. Mm. Yeah. I love the pronunciation of that. It's quite fascinating. And it's been an exciting week in the world of sport, in all honesty. And it's great to have you boys in for a Monday afternoon. Uh, Monday, 17th of April, 2023. Joining us via virtual reality. Let's see if we got the technology right. We haven't been able to hear a word from him all day, but by virtual reality, by the way of Zoom, we have Sam Menhennett. Can you hear us, Sam? Good afternoon. We've got it. The tech has worked. Fantastic. And how you'd been? How are you, are you on this uh, fine Monday afternoon, Sammy boy? Great. I can hear myself. I don't know if that's a bit of an echo. I don't know if that's going to be a problem, but uh, we'll try and push through. Yes, we certainly can. Now, uh, we'll break down uh, the news headlines and the biggest one coming out of a very successful gather round in South Australia, which we'll be breaking down in our round five review coming up in the show. But it is staying in South Australia until 2026, Adam mm. and Jerry and Sam. I think that's. I think we could always see that happen. I mean, they basically sold out every game as they've been mm. very keen to tell us. And I think it'd be really interesting next couple of years they start kind of spreading the games out because I do feel like it'd be really great um, opportunity to maybe put some games in Verossa Valley or kind of put them down like McLaren Vale or kind of spread it out across the state. I feel like if you truly don't be gather around, I feel like kind of taking the game to places where it hasn't been within the state, I feel like that'd be a really important thing they should kind of focus in from the years to come, in my, in my opinion, anyways. It was a very successful Well, I noticed they were going to use... Go, Sam. Uh, Alberton Oval. So that wasn't quite ready this... This is very hard to talk with myself. <laughs> um, yeah, they weren't going to use it this time round. It wasn't ready, but uh, next year, certainly. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. But um, I think we can all agree it's been a successful round. And I think I think we're all a bit hesitant originally to kind of to start off with, but I think it's been a successful round. Crown numbers are in some really high quality games, including two thrillers that will go over to finish the game very shortly. But also to add to that, there was another really important news that did come out of uh, Gather Round. And it was the fact that St Kilda legend um, Nicky Winmar has today received an official apology from Collingwood Football Club in response to the racial abuse he and former teammate Gilbert McAdam received from Magpie supporters at Victoria Park 30 years ago. The apology came before the top of the clash between the Saints and the Pies yesterday. Adelaide was to include the gather-round, which all AFL games took place in Adelaide, represents a former closure for both Winmar and the clubs. Collingwood has long faced allegations of institutionalised racism within their structure and fan base. The allegations in particular... The ones brought on by former player Herita Lumumba culminated removal of longtime president Eddie Maguire in 2021 and the release of the Do Better report, which outlined the racist culture which has existed within the club for the best part of the 20th century and the steps the club has taken to redeem it. Speaking with former Foxwoody, pardon me, speaking with Foxwoody presenter and Indigenous former player Eddie Bess, Winmar expressed his gratitude for the support he received within the AFL community and general public as a whole. His words are like this To everyone back in Melbourne, hello, sad that you're not here. I'm enjoying myself here. To all the fans and to everyone at Fox Footy, thank you. It means the world to me. The statement aligns with AFL's commitment to better support the nation's Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander communities through their Be Ready program. I think it's definitely a case of better better late than never because we've all grown up massive footy fans. We all know the iconic football of the iconic photo of Nicky Wimmer pulling up his Saints jersey and pointing to his black skin. I think it is really cool that um, Collingwood made the opportunity that week when they when their club and when I was front and centre on the on the 30th anniversary to officially apologise and it is really cool to see they are taking positive steps 
towards kind of righting the wrongs of the past in that situation. And I love the banner as well. They ran through the same banner in a form of solidarity. So, Yeah, I think it's um, good news either way. I mean, there's still so much work to do both within the sports community and the, and the nation in general, but I think every little bit of progress is um, good progress. I think that's something we can both agree. And talking about progress, I do believe there's been a bit of progress in the NBA playoffs today. Yeah, there has Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Buckstar, obviously. He's in doubt for game two against the Heat with um, a back injury, so more to talk on that later. Jerry will be leading us through the uh, game one of the playoffs yeah. in the NBA, and I might actually give a quick NHL breakdown of the playoffs yeah. coming up tomorrow, for those too. Who, for, for those who obviously can't see us at the moment, Jerry's rocking his uh, Philly jersey uh, very proudly is. at the moment. Oh, James Harden. A big result for the 76ers, too. And again, Jerry's going to break that down later on. And uh, while we were on the topic of uh, making a bit of progress and uh, mm. riding the wrongs mm. and all that kind of thing, we want to uh, extend some uh, our thanks and tributes to the first Indigenous woman to ever play for Australia in any sport, Faith Thomas, who passed away aged 90 just recently. Survivor of the Stolen Generations policy, uh, she made she played cricket on dirt roads using homemade bats and a rock if there was no ball as a kid. And uh, she began her career playing clubs in Adelaide shortly after selected to play for South Australia. She also then went on to play as a fast bowler in a test match for Australia against England at Junction Oval in 1958. She received an Order of Australia for her services to cricket and at the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island community in 2019. We thank uh, Faith Thomas for her contributions to Australian cricket and for being a pioneer in Indigenous women Mm. playing cricket. Yeah, we at the sports desk send our condolences to her family and loved ones. She obviously made an awesome impact and an extraordinary impact from where she came in her life to the differences she made within cricket and Australian society at all. And she was a pioneer for Indigenous cricketers like Jason Gillespie, Ash Gardner and Scott Boland. So. Oh, exactly. You kind of look at the squad yeah. right now. It's pretty incredible to the talent that does come out of, out of Indigenous Australia, whether from footy, from cricket and everything between us. I mean, athletics as well, that's another huge one with the likes of Cathy Freeman. So it's incredible kind of the talent which they produce they produce over the years and will continue to produce for generations to come. You get to see where the inspiration comes from. That's our news headlines for this Monday. We're going to be breaking down the nitty-gritty of the week in sport coming up next. And uh, we're going to start this one off with a bit of a more of a a bit more of a casual song. It's an Aussie artist that I discovered at an in-pit lane taping a few weeks ago. His name is Sendris. This is P Stands for Fatty. You're on the sports desk on Sin. You're on the sports desk on Sin. It is Monday afternoon and you just heard Senris. P stands for Paddy off the new EP that he released earlier this year. And I got to hear him live at an in-pit lane taping. He sounded really nice. You're on the sports desk. I'm Jason. Adam and Jerry is here. Sam is here by virtual reality. Give us a good hello. Uh, hello, everyone. Hey, he's very excited because we get to break down in detail. Gather round. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we talked about it on Friday. Uh, Sam's beloved blue bag is going down to the Adelaide Crows. 9-8-62 uh, uh, defeated by the Adelaide Crows, 18-10-118. If you want to hear our breakdown of that game, be sure to check out your podcast feed, Sports Desk Sin. Uh, you can get it anywhere you get Wait, your podcasts, no, Apple let, Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. What do you got, Adam? Let's ask Sam. I'm sure he, ne- he re- needs to redo like every detail of the game. I'm sure he's got a really good Does analysis he? that our audience just can't, members just can't miss out on. Is that right, Sam? Um, well, I'm just glad we got a 10 day, 10 day break now. <laughs> <laughs> Extended holiday. 
If you want an ex- again, if you want an extended review, uh, we got Friday's show on your podcast feed. Fremantle took on Gold Coast at the same time we were on air Friday, and mm. uh, my tip was Gold Coast, and they went down by 10 points, 15, 10, 100, to 13, 12, 90. Norwood Oval was not kind of the Suns. Frio getting the win. Bit ramifications there, Jerry. Yeah, so Frio are 2-2 two two now. Suns are slick to 1-3, I believe. So, yeah. yeah, the Suns aren't looking too good with their young stars, Lacocious, you know. Mm. Possibly moving further abroad. Uh-huh. Yes, it does. I, I I love the Suns. Like they're just kind of lovable losers. But it's the same scenario each year. They start the season off with hope. They might beat a big a big team, Geelong, and they kind of think all oh, their guns are coming through. Like Maddie Maddie Rail is coming through. Lacocious is coming through. Nori mm. Anderson, and yep. they're all and they're all fantastic players. But it just never works, and it is one of the peculiar. I mean, all Gold Gold Coast teams seem to be the same. It's a bit of a graveyard for sports in general. But yeah, you do hope the Sunnies can pull something out, but yeah, it was a bit disappointing the way they kind of let slip a twenty-three goal, um, twenty-three goal, jeez, twenty-three point um deficit. And yeah, I think they might rue some of the mistakes of the game. But standout players of them were Davis Wallow, kick three goals. I think that could be a personal best for him. Lacocious again, Anderson, but uh, Sean Darcy and Caleb Sarong were absolutely dominant in their um in their game. Darcy as their chief um ruckman, leading the hitouts, just dominating over Jared Witts. And Caleb's wrong. Career high, thirty-seven disposals. So I think on Brownlow night we could be getting a three votes. Three, three bro, C wrong. That is for sure. <laughs> and Walters kicking four goals too, winding back the clock. So yeah, that's good for Frio. Gives him some confidence mm. him up to next. Let's week. see where that momentum takes him. I want Sam to lead through this one. This was an interesting result because uh, Jimmy was so confident on oh, uh, Friday. <laughs> I'm glad uh, we've got the hot take chicken in the room. He said, hey, "There's no way Richmond can lose this one. Sydney aren't winning this, Jimmy." <laughs> Sydney win 18-14-122 over 11-12-78 on Friday night at uh, Adelaide Oval. Sam, your takeaways? Um, massive. I don't know where I don't know where James was headed was at when he was thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, even though Sydney had some outs, uh, they are still team to look out. And just Richmond, I, I think they're past it. Uh, I I really think they have the. Um, they they weren't too good. I think they missed one final series in the last couple of years. Um, twenty twenty one would have been that. They year. were slowly, slowly going down, and uh, I think maybe, uh, I mean, they got some good off season trades. A couple of guys from the GWS, Toronto and Hopper, but um, I think it's one of those cases where either they're going to prolong their their team that they had for a few years, uh, or they start a rebuild but I mean it's round five they might come sort of good but I think they're probably on the way down and mm. um, Sydney are going to be up with Collingwood um, and a few of the big teams is a, a big team to look out for. Yeah. How about Tom Papley though? Six goals too. 25 touches. Just Not incredible. Bad. When he's on like he's he one of the best Superman. small forwards in the game. And the thing is that compared to quite a lot of small forwards he actually gets a lot of the ball. Like it's not like it's not three goals, but they get ten touches. It's six goals and twenty five uh, disposals, twenty one <laughs> kicks, four four handballs. Like amazing. But one thing, uh, one thing I'll definitely take away from that show, that show, that match for a long time is uh, the Jack Re- Jack Rewald, the little the cut that he got on his forehead, and just five seconds after being kind of that good elbow and then get that cut, he just his face was all covered, busted in blood. wide open. He definitely proverbial like, crimson mask. Oh, uh, exactly. I think he's, I think they said he needed um eight stitches or something like that in his forehead. And you yeah, saw right, it on yeah. Instagram. It was they they breed him tough on Punt Road. That yeah. is for sure. 
to extend on Sam's point, it's an interesting point of the Toronto Hopper uh, acquisition. Maybe is just a sign of a rebuild. I don't know if they get that unit. If they get that unit clicked together, I still think they could do quite a bit of damage mm. in the top eight. But obviously, it's not quite working out thus far. We'll see how, how see how that goes in the coming weeks. Bit more of an academic result starting on Saturday, and unfortunately, for it's not on the right side of Jerry's happy. <laughs> Happy side, I oh, guess. We don't talk about that. Brisbane <laughs> defeating North Melbourne by seventy-five points. Twenty-two goals you conceded there, Jerry. Yeah, I think Danaher Hipwood four goals, five goals. Cameron four goals, one. Neil just tore us in the midfield with thirty-seven, and shining light for us was Jaden Stevenson with four goals um, straight, and Sheezer with thirty-one. But yeah, we just weren't in it. Um, it'd be disappointing. Yeah. Is it the case that the scoreline tells you all that you need to know about the game? Well, the first quarter was very tight. Like, we hit the first four goals of the game. Then afterwards, yeah, scoreboard tells the story. Mm. Takeaways on your side, Sam? Uh, big training run for Brisbane, I think. They they needed a game like that to kind of reset uh, after an interesting couple of weeks. What do you reckon of the Oval? I liked what they'd done of it. Seen pictures of the Oval before they'd done it up. It really was just a paddock. <laughs> but they've done well to uh, build up this ground regionally. Mm. And um, it would have been yeah, it was bound well for the Brisbane fans in Adelaide. Otherwise, it was just one of those <laughs> games. <laughs> Talking about games, uh, which uh, tell you tell the scoreboard tells you all that you need to know about the game. I think you'll be uh, you'll want to say the next headline, uh, Jason. You'd rather be happy than right. Essendon <laughs> defeated Melbourne by twenty seven points. What? <laughs> you could definitely. Uh, I think a lot of punters would have lost a couple of dineros uh, on the weekend. That's for sure. I would not have picked that. That's for sure. Outstanding performance None of us by did. outstanding performance by your boys. Just absolutely dominant. I mean, how would you break that down? Like Langford, all of a sudden coming into his own. If we can get a few mm. more games under his belt, that's good. Jake Stringer didn't need to be too much of a live wire, but when he was on, he was a very damaging player, especially you know even assisting goals as well as that. Uh, I got a little bit worried about Zerk Thatcher going down uh, to an ankle really early in the game, but he uh, he battled it out, which was really nice. And it was just, I, I'll admit, it was such a sigh of relief to see play again. I'm going to keep saying it. Dylan Shield playing well, and even mm-hmm. seeing guys like Heppel playing well is something, it, it brings such a sigh of relief to a very, very jaded Essendon fan who's tipped against his own club every time he's sat in this studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to be tipping against him again because they've got Collingwood on Anzac Day. Mm-hmm. And Colling, well, Collingwood, you know, I still maintain team to beat. Mm-hmm. And the live wire excitement attacking football is, is, but, uh, I'm trying to think burst or barging Person. through any sort of defensive zoning that yeah. any club tries to put up against him. So, mm. funnily enough, uh, your boys actually um, have one of my favourite footy memories ever. No, is it? Do you remember right? uh, 2009 uh, Anzac Day? Z- David Zahra. Zahra. Oh, I was at okay. that game. From yeah. 50? I played yeah, at half-time that game. Oh, oh, yeah, we geez, kicker. Was kicker. Yeah. Oh, there we go. But yeah, that, that's one of those matches that you just don't forget. Like, 2009, I mean, there's three games at... I'll never forget yeah. that one. Probably. Uh, the one where he versus Saints in the regular season and obviously grand final because yeah. I like the result. But yeah. yeah, probably one of the highlights of the Essendon-Collingwood rivalry, the highest point, and then Jamie Elliott topped it next, last year, which annoys me a lot. <laughs> uh, Sam, your takeaways of Essendon v Melbourne? Um, before that, I was also an Kick Anzac Day kicker, so there you go. On 2009. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe not them, but... Um... What are the odds? Uh, to be honest, I missed this game because I was preparing for my own game. Um, but when <laughs> we, 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 we <laughs> the man the match later on, Sam, can we get a match I report? I was in shock. 
A match report from my game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of gra- grassroots footy. <laughs> amateurs. We need the ammos. At Vic Park. Okay, well, the Workers Club Lions in pub footy start off the season with a win. <laughs> so the Galahs, they hit us hard after halftime. <laughs> the Galahs. But we held on. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so you, but you were very shocked to see Essendon in front the time you checked the scores. Yeah, I, I still need to watch this game to see whether the Melbourne just didn't show up or you are really that good. So I'm not convinced mm. yet. Yeah, there's probably cases to be made that Melbourne didn't show up. I think the fact that Stephen May was getting shoved around by Kyle Langford, of all people, <laughs> I think that is a, that is a telling sign. Uh, Melbourne, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, travel on. But Zach Merritt having yeah. to appeal a one-week suspension for a dangerous tackle, that's an interesting thing to take away. We'll have to keep our eyes on that, and we'll report back to you Friday of, of our thoughts once we get an outcome. Port Adelaide versus Western Bulldogs was an interesting one. Port taking the win by 14. Uh, Port, this was actually, in fairness, this was a battle of the coaches who were fighting for a stay of execution. And with Port Adelaide, every win is a stay of execution Mm -hmm. for Ken Hinckley and every loss is a tightening of the noose. Uh, And we were able to, we were able to see a stay of execution by one more week for Port. It was a a gutsy win. Mm. Yeah, I mean, solid all around in absolutely putrid conditions over in Adelaide. I think especially for, from the first to third quarter, it was just bucketing down. It, it was honestly like they were playing this one. When you're watching the broadcast feed, you can hear pitter-pattering on the roof. Oh, exactly. I was kind of saying, I mean, that's kind of saying... I was kind of saying something that about uh, Channel 7's uh, audio and their Maybe cameras. it was Fox as well, because I think you heard it too in the Essendon Melbourne game. Might be just oh, the exactly. aesthetics in general. But honestly, in my opinion, the doggies got closer than I thought they'd be. I thought that would be one of those really boring, like six, like five, six goal wins. But it wasn't. Yeah. No, they're the Scraggers. Yeah. They're, a, they're called the Scraggers for a reason. It does suit their playing style, especially with the guys like Libertore and McRae. Uh, Bontempelli being a star, he, he probably took most of the team yeah, on his I mean, back. Tim mm. English put on in really good performance mm. too. Mm. Cody kicked four as well. Yeah, Cody yeah, Waitman, yeah. first game back, four goals. Trelaw, Terrific effort. Trelaw, 35 disposals, not yep. bad, not bad. It suits their playing style, but Port had more guts. I think, I think it was yeah. Zach Bart is a young gun. Um, career high, 32 touches and a goal. That just shows he can play in the midfield and mm. the forward line. Um, that's what they need going forward with, obviously, Travis Spoke. Nearing the end of his career. Yeah. It's also interesting. Some of the poor guys you don't really usually see on the score sheet actually got multiple. Um, well, I mean, they're only, they only scored 10 goals, so you're not going to see people scoring seven or eight. But um, Tom Marshall and Darcy Bird Jones with two apiece, that's not bad. Like mm-hmm. that, you don't usually see Marshall them. slotting some crucial ones, too. Oh, exactly. So not bad at all. I think we can all agree it's just the effect of never tear us apart. In those <laughs> conditions, they scared, scared the Bust doggies a bit. In excess. That's what that's what gave them the little kind of the level up that they needed to to take the W today. Certainly right. Uh, not much to talk about on the first Sunday game with Geelong defeating West Coast. Are you Coast sure? In. No, well, no, 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 no. I mean, Geelong are now uh, getting back to the form that they were expected to be at the beginning of the year, and it probably became a bit of a glorified training session towards the end of it, defeating mm. West Coast by 47. We'll get a neutral perspective here with Jerry and Sam. Well, you've had Hawks and um, Eagles, who are both teams that are rebuilding, I guess. Bottom so, two as well. Yeah, there's not much. <laughs> to say. They might be called the Hawks and Eagles, but we made them look like KFC. <laughs> I think that's the second time you said this on this show. And Jerry, good, good, good on you, Jerry. I'll be leaving the show after that. Sam, please restore some order to this analysis. Um, I really, I only caught the last half of this game. But I had a feeling this was going to be a really enjoyable game to watch. And that plus crazy finish was amazing. And then massive for Harry Himmelberg. Um, who was it for Hawthorne that did it in? It just fell short and then uh, was almost the Sydney 
um, court game from last week, <laughs> drama again, but uh, exciting. Big one from Harry Himmelberg. Um, the, these kind of games, the bottom eight, where teams are, are really even, going to make for some really interesting clashes, and this was definitely one of them. Mm. How professional of Sam to move on to GWSV Hawthorne way ahead of us and uh, <laughs> getting us back, back on the train rolling. Hey, that, 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 you were talking about Hawthorne, were you? No, we were talking Geelong v West Coast, <laughs> but we greatly appreciate the fact that you sped up the process to talk GWS and yeah, Hawthorne because right. it, was a, it was a thriller. That's one way to shut me up, honestly, talk about Hawthorne. <laughs> Just move on. Exactly. Well, no, no, my only thoughts on the Geelong game, you convenient two fixtures in a row to play you back into form, both bottom sides. Yeah. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll take we'll take, the, we'll take the little W's, the little W's. Yeah. But yeah, that was a crazy going back to the John game. That was a crazy game. I've never seen. I've never <laughs> no, 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 it's actually no, it's actually quite not not biased ones. But five players kicked four goals each. I've never seen that happen. That was like a throwback to like the scoreboards of like the eighties and nineties. Yes, mm. great. It's but Geelong. Anyway, before Ge- we I get kicked Jerry, off the show, GWS Hawthorne oh. again. Your side uh, for the the thrilling two point win. Yeah, I just. I feel like the Giants had it in control until like the very few minutes. And then with Himmelberg kicking that match winner, that's what sealed it. And can I just say, Toby Green, three goals to 24 touches. He's the captain. That's what he does. So it was good to see the Giants kind of, you know, actually get a win on the board because they've lost a few close games against Essendon and Carlton in the last few weeks. So, yeah, they need a few wins on the board. Good to get a close one too. Uh, this was the most anticipated one. Six-point winners, Collingwood over Ladder, Leaders, St Kilda. Mm. 10-10-70, 9-10-64. Thoughts, gentlemen? It certainly lived up to his billing. And you know who also is living up to his billing right now? Nick Dacos. 42 disposals, 23 ki- 27 kicks, 15 handballs. Not bad. Disposal efficiency, 76. So he could, could we see Nick Dacos um, taking yeah. out the Brownlow at this rate? Not a bad call. If yeah, Colin I wouldn't. Him. I'd be a very good, uh, very good smoky. I reckon at the moment, so a bit of a dark horse. But yeah, um, Sol's performance, honestly, is high quality game. Even at low scoring, high quality, just amazing to watch. Top players were Dacos, Ron Marshall, who's really coming to his own as the Saints' um solitary uh, ruckman for the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, taking over from the parted um, Tom Hickey and Tim Memory, I think still doing very well. Brad Crouch has also been a really nice pickup. I did mm. not. I did not expect him to kind of be performing the way he is, to be honest. He's had a great year so far. Mm, I think the move away from Adelaide is uh, has definitely, uh, definitely, definitely been worth it so far. And Ginevan with the match winner, that was about like a minute, two minutes ago. <laughs> Snaps it from 40. He's back. Yeah. Sometimes the headlines write themselves out. <laughs> <laughs> well, with headlines, um, Caminiti from St Kilda could be facing a lengthy suspension because um, he's yeah. strike on Tyler Murphy. He's been... He's had concussion issues before, so mm. yeah, it's up to the MRI to decide that. And I think the reality is that he was out of the game, and it was almost like a forehand strike. It was almost like one of those like elbows you see in the UFC, like just a full on like full on haymaker. Mm. Especially, I mean, we're only a couple of years removed from the likes of um, what happened with Andrew Gaff and all that. And I feel like the league, the fact that the ball was about fifty meters away or something like that, and it was basically just two two blokes getting aggro at each other. I feel like the league will have to come down just to kind of provide an example. Will have to come down hard on that. I reckon he could be looking at at least four, three, four weeks. Mm. Especially because yeah, like it, because it was provoked, but it wasn't like provoked during the during play. It was them just kind of having a go at each other. So it'd be very interesting to see how it all goes. But that was an electric um, round of football. I think the gather round will be here to stay for a long time. Which brings us to our next song. Uh, is that is that exactly right? Wonderful. Let's play it.
Electric feel. Ooh, Ooh that's great. I don't know about you, Jerry. We've played the song Electric Feel by MGMT. You're listening to the Sports Desk, by the way, and coming up is going to be your breakdown of the NBA, Jerry. But I'm in a good mood. I feel like we should play a second song. What do you think, Jerry? I think we should, mate. Why not? Let's do it. How about some Red Hot Chili Peppers? You want to do that? Oh, here we go, mate. Let's here we go. go. By the way, about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, double song on the sports desk. Yes! I'm glad you suggested that, Jerry. Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way, on the sports desk Monday afternoon. That was fantastic. I'm glad you did that because that was a whale of a time. Monday afternoon means a lot of basketball gets broken down, and Jerry is here with us to break down game one of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the Philadelphia 76ers jersey too, so he's up and about for their win today as well. Yeah, so I was watching the game um, Sunday morning, funnily enough, it was 3am dedication because it's playoff time. like Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the Sixers at home defeated the Nets 121-101. to My boy James Harden, who I'm repping tonight, um, seven frees, um, a double-double for him, and Joel Embiid as he goes every playoffs, um, 26 points. Um, and our bench players, PJ Tucker, um, two frees in that third quarter, we, like, we really needed it with um, Bridges playing really well for the Nets with 30-plus. Um, and I just think we'll probably roll the Nets in four games, um, oh, max five games. Predicting a sweep. Yeah, surely sweep them. Oh, you're going to... No, not yet. I can see it happening, the, especially <laughs> with all the turmoil that has gone on in Brooklyn at the moment. I could definitely see that being a possibility, especially with Joel Embiid in the form that he is. Mm. Is that future MVP Joel Embiid or is that just Philadelphia's future legend Joel well, Embiid? I reckon both, mate. I second both. Nice. <laughs> as long as we um, are just talking about the first round of playoffs today and not talking about the plans because as a Chicago supporter... Oh, I did not yeah. need to relive the trauma. No, don't worry, mate. We're not mentioning that at all. We'll just <laughs> yeah. focus on playoffs. Action. Any major result? Any other major results happening? Uh, yeah, there's a few. So in the East, Celtics defeating the Hawks, one twelve to ninety nine. I know um, Jimmy will be pretty happy. Tatum and Brown with double doubles. Um, I think that could be a sweep as well. You never know. The Knicks, um, back in the playoffs, defeating the Cavs, one hundred one to ninety seven. That was a major upset because the Cavs looked really good coming into playoffs. Um, Brunson with twenty seven. Uh, the Heat defeating the Bucks. This is major news because, as we spoke earlier, Giannis Antetokounmpo may miss game two with the back um, sprain. Um, and Jimmy Butler started with 35 points and 11 assists in a 130-117 to win. And in the West, the Kings defeated Warriors 126-123. to The beam has been lit, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> 38 from De'Aaron Fox. And first playoffs run in 16 years for Sacramento. Um, Lakers defeated the Grizzlies 128-112. to LeBron James and AD, 21 and 22 points respectively. Um, you never know if old old players could, you know, make a run for What do you think, Adam? You can never count out LeBron in playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fanboy by any stretch of the imagination, but he has achieved what he's achieved. Mm. And come, what are we in now? April, anything can happen. Like, well, it's playoffs, so... Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, regular season regular season, but it's like, it's a cliche, but every game matters. And experience does count for a lot when it comes to just clutch times. And there are at least some teams can do it, some teams can't. But I think um, I, I could see that going to seven. Yeah, and to round out the games for this weekend, the Clippers defeated the Suns 115 to 110 with Kawhi dropping 38. With KD and um, Devin Booker, like I still don't know. Like If you're letting the Clippers mm-hmm. roll you over. Um, and to finish off, the Nuggets defeating the Wolves 
109 to 80 with um, Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick brain fade. <laughs> yeah. no, but well, oh, I just gave a moment of silence because I don't want him um, sneaking the MVP for years in a row. Hey, there yeah. we go. Oh, I didn't realise that. My yeah. apologies. Vienna, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, and... Uh, uh, Caldwell Pope and Murray were all kind of sharing the love around today with a, with uh, 13 points uh, for Gordon Jokic and Murray with 24, 8 and 8. So it's going to be very interesting. I could see that coming a sweep, to be honest, especially after all the chaos of last week with um with uh, Gobert throwing that haymaker at uh, Kyle Anderson. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't see the uh, chip uh, returning to uh, Minnesota this week, <laughs> right. unfortunately. Any game two uh, bouts you've got? Uh, on the periphery, I guess you're eyeing off most uh, attentively. Bit of a quiet game tomorrow. There's only your your sixes yeah, at uh, your sixes back at the Wells Fargo Center, and is uh, and, and Warriors, is, uh, and yeah, Kings, Kings Warriors yeah. Uh, at the uh, Warriors home turf. So that I can, my prediction will be sixes sixes Nets um sweep, and I reckon Kings and Warriors will go to seven. Oh, yeah, I reckon Warriors could win six, even though Sacramento mm. are playing well. Well, that was uh, Jerry's NBA breakdown. I think because I'm not going to get a chance to do it anywhere else in the show, I'll do my quick uh, playoff breakdown as well in the miscellaneous section of the sports desk once the sound effect is loaded up because it is NHL playoffs time. I'll just read out the bracket. I'm not going to bore you all with all the details, but uh, Boston Bruins made NHL history with the most regular season wins at, uh, I think it was 64 out of a possible 82, and they take on what the second wild card of the Eastern Conference, Florida uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning go uh, in a second-third clash in uh, game uh, round one of the playoffs, and that is a rematch from the year before in which uh, Tampa Bay got out on top, and Toronto are very much like Essen, haven't won a playoff since 04. So it'll be an interesting. It'll be a lot of a uh, lot of stakes in that playoff there. Carolina versus the New York Islanders, the first wild card of the Eastern Conference, uh, take out Game Three of the first round, and a bit of a New York rivalry taking place here. New Jersey Devils versus New York Rangers, Ooh. second v third Eastern Conference. That sounds like a whale of a time. The Kavorka of these two teams in the Western Conference, Colorado Avalanche, the defending champions, take on the first wild card and first time appearance in playoffs history. The Seattle Kraken. Uh, we we here at the sports desk, we're going to be cheering on the, them with all our hearts because we will make ourselves the Seattle Kraken ambassadors of Australia if we can. <laughs> the fan club. <laughs> the fan club, exactly right. Dallas Stars take on Minnesota Wild in the second, third clash of the Pacific Central. Central, my apologies. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, top of the table in the Pacific, take on the second wild card of the Western Conference, Winnipeg Jets, who clinched in. Uh, from the Calgary Flames dropping short in the final games of the season. Mm. And uh, my personal team that I'm going to be rooting on for will be the Edmonton Oilers taking on the LA Kings in the first round. That's going to be a big one because they met last year as well and the Oilers came out on top. And uh, they only got as far as the conference final and they fell short. And with the and to translate, the Gary Ablett Jr. of the game right now, or <laughs> Dustin Martin. They put Gary Ablett Jr. and Dustin Martin put together and that's Connor McDavid, the captain of the Edmonton Oilers. He'll be chasing for success there. That is uh, pretty much going to be all I'm going to talk about in terms of ice hockey today. Uh, Sam Menhennet, any round ball coverage you got for us coming up after this next song? There is plenty of stuff in the round ball game. Interesting news. Um, we will get you right up um, and involved with that next.
Excellent. Ramble game coming up. You excited for that one, Adam? You'll be joining in? As ever. Very, very excited for it. But very enjoy, nice. Enjoy Jerry, it same here, mate. Bring it on. Great. Monster by Hands Like Houses on the sports desk on Sin Monday Arvo. That is the band Hands Like Houses, and that was the song Monster. We went back to 2018 there, and I brought up to Adam Miller, who's sitting at the desk with me on your sports desk Monday, 17th of April, that that was the theme song for uh, Super Showdown at the MCG back in 2018, the wrestling show. Yeah, I actually attended that. Uh, funnily enough, I was meant to be up in the bleachers, but I actually got a bit of an upgrade that day. So I, I got a good seat too. It was very nice. Yeah, we ended up uh, down the bottom line, just kind of right kind of saying oh. directly at him. I was like, a nice little childhood memory, that's for sure. A fun night. Yes, do recommend that band, by the way, Hands Like Houses, which is good. And nice. uh, The Hoist is coming up next, but I would be uh, it would be a bit unfair if I didn't mention Metallica 72 Seasons came out on Friday. Ooh. It was just fine. We're at the business end of the sports desk now, and it's time to do some ramble. And at the request of our dear friend, our dear beloved, one and only Sam Manhennett, it's going to be the Premier League first up. Take it away, Sammy. Match day 31 of 38, uh, almost completed. Uh, Aston Villa kicked things off with a 3-0 win over Newcastle. Crystal Palace defeated Southampton 2-0. Fulham defeated Everton 3-1. Wolves over Brentford 2-0. Brighton 2-1 over Chelsea. Uh, Big win for Bournemouth 3-2 over Tottenham. Uh, Goal and two assists from uh, Solanke in that game uh, for another team that's fighting relegation. Man City massive win over Leicester City 3-1. And then yesterday, West Ham and Arsenal 2-2. (laughs) Arsenal gave up a 2-0 lead that they gathered early on. Uh, Hi, and that makes interesting <laughs> stuff for the table, which we'll get to. Man United uh, defeated defeated Nottingham Forest 2-0 today, and then tomorrow morning will be Liverpool and Leeds United from 5 a.m. to round out uh, match day 31 of 38. So seven to go. We look at the table uh, now. Arsenal still on top on 74. Man City behind uh, on 70 points. So two crucial Points drop for Arsenal, and the pressure is coming. <laughs> Here they come. Here come the pressure. They're coming. I can't say the actual word on air. Uh, any takeaways between Adam and Jerry in this in the Premier League right now? It's still Arsenal's to lose. I reckon we've got what like a game in hand. Mm. And yeah, but not um, anymore. Mm. Oh well, Ooh. it's <laughs> close. Yeah, I think it's a City t- still have one extra game to play. That is true. Mm. It's as tight at the top as it is down the bottom right now because again, there's uh, a there, there yeah, no, yeah, um, how 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 do we feel about Leicester at the moment? Jerry? Well, we have a new manager changing it up a bit. I mean, the second half we played well in City, as mm. you saw Sam with Inacio's goal, but yeah, tough times ahead. I think I was quite um, glad that you guys didn't pick up Jesse March <laughs> like that. There were rumors. I'm like, why would you? Like, it just yeah, doesn't work. Doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, right now at the bottom, bring up the table is bring up the foot of the table. Unfortunately, Southampton who are twenty three points. Your boy, your boy, the Foxes, Leicester on twenty five, and Forest are in the relegation zone, but only on goal difference to uh, Everton. Um, that is a ten goal difference, by the way. So it's not if it comes down to the final day, it could be very interesting. But uh, just above them, they've got Leeds who are only the t- solitary two points above them on twenty nine. Hammer West Ham, um, who got a very uh, who after that magnificent comeback against the uh, Gunners, are on thirty one. Bournemouth thirty three, Wolves thirty four, Crystal Palace thirty six, and I can't resist also including Chelsea in the relegation fight now on thirty nine. <laughs> if they went down, that'd be one of the happiest days in sport for me. I'll be dedicating a whole sports show to it. 
But yeah, I think it's well, also it's hilarious to me that they. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, that <laughs> Chelsea played Brighton for the first time. Or I don't know if they've played them already this season, but <laughs> with no Graham Potter. So Graham Potter went from Brighton and to Chelsea. And they played <laughs> each other without him, him being there. So that was very strange. Yeah, the Zerbi, um, I think, yeah, Roberto. Yeah, Roberto Zerbi's done something fantastic there. Like the players have had, I mean, Caicedo's on fire at the moment. Quite a few others, and it's just incredible, like the success that they, they and Brentford are having. Kind of like kind of real underdogs of the division. Nobody really expected anything from them, and they're having a hell of a season at the moment. That is for sure. But I think it's also ten hitting days a, to go. Sorry, go. I was just going to say ten days to go to City Arsenal in the Prem because oh, with oh, with those oh, results oh. now and them dropping points, um, it that's pretty much the title decider unless something major happens where. Mm. One of either team coughs up three or four games. But uh, uh, in Thursday and a couple of weeks to come, that's going to be absolutely massive. Might do a sports uh, before desk we go on... to the UCL this week. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, might do a sports desk little um, Thursday night watch party maybe. Yeah, exclusive radio, radio <laughs> call. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> um, so back home in the A-League. Um, there is one, two more rounds to go. Did you know you had that, Sam? Yeah, I, f- I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was an A-League stinger. How great was that? Go, go ahead. Uh, so Melbourne City have wrapped up um, their third ever Premier's Plate, which is the first time for a team in the A-League history to get three in a row. So with the results, with a big upset win um, by West United over Adelaide, uh, 1-0 win meant that uh, mathematically it was secured. So City will lift the Premier's plate on their last home game at Amy Park, a Friday night against Western Sydney Wanderers in about two weeks' time. So I look forward to that. But uh, look, as much as that's a great thing and a massive thing to win three, I still think it means nothing if you can't win the grand final. So <laughs> not going to get too caught up in those celebrations because the real trophy is the toilet seat. I think you need to win. <laughs> now, I also saw uh, that. So we'll um, I also saw go that uh, Western uh, Sydney wrapped up their first uh, finals appearance, uh, in, confirmed their first finals appearance in like six seasons, which is fantastic. Well, there seems to be a really healthy atmosphere out in um, out in Par- at the Ma- Parramatta at the moment. So just a little shout out to them. Definitely coming together quite nicely. Yeah. They they are looking scary. So before I get to the table, I'll, I'll go through the uh, round. Uh, Newcastle Jets defeated Macarthur two one. Uh, Melbourne City had a one one draw with the Central Coast Mariners. Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Melbourne Victory two one. Uh, Wellington Phoenix drew with a Brisbane Raw two two. Sydney FC massive win four one over Perth Glory. And as I just just mentioned, Western City, uh, sorry, Western United defeated Adelaide United one nil away at Cooper Stadium. So the table: Melbourne City forty nine points, Premier's Plate winners. Adelaide United in second on forty one points. Central Coast Mariners in third and thirty eight. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers in fourth on thirty eight points as well. Wellington Phoenix thirty two points. And Sydney FC ran out the top six on 32. And Newcastle, Western United and Perth Glory just hanging out on the outside. But I'm pretty sure that um, 
that top six is probably secure. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, very. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Very exciting times in all the leagues around around the globe. That is for sure. I think that's something we can all agree on. Yep. Indeed. One more thing. <laughs> Champions League. Uh, a couple of games. Quarterfinal time, leg two. So uh, the serious stuff has turned on because there's no long breaks. We've had just one week between the big games. And it continues on on Wednesday morning, if I've got the it disappears. <laughs> Modern <laughs> technology is wonderful thing. Jerry, do you have the days? Yeah, so Wednesday morning we've got Napoli against Milan. So Milan are 1-0 up aggregate. I think Milan will win that one. Um, 5 a.m. as well. We also got Chelsea and Real Madrid. Currently, Madrid are up 2-0. I think all the matches this week, Madrid will probably knock out Chelsea. Um, on Thursday morning, 5 a.m., we got Inter and Benfica. So Inter, our boys are leading 2-0. Hopefully, they progress through to the semis. And then Sam will cover this big game. So Man City up 3-0 aggregate, but it's back at Bayern. So what are your thoughts on that, mate? If you had told me that before we played that, I would have been absolutely shocked. It is only one leg, and they are a massive team, Bayern. Mm. Uh, I was impressed by City's solid win. Really, it was impressive. They started it out from straight out of the gates. If you've ever watched German football, it's just intense, high-speed attacking football. Um, but, wow, still one more leg to play, though, and, uh, well, crazier things have happened. Although, <laughs> crazy is uh, Leroy Sané. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's, there was a photo of his Leroy Sane's lip. He's busted. They had a fight. So the <laughs> teammates are fighting, so I don't give him much chance if you can read into that. No, I think they were saying they've actually fined him like 300 grand for it. So it's like, wow, they're uh, definitely putting him in his place. And I think they're definitely um, stamping that out. Wanting to shop him around. I think they're saying potentially even PSG or Barca have been around. Mm. But they're also saying that um, they wouldn't, uh, the word, inside word, they wouldn't be surprised if even Saudi leaked it. Which, oh I, which you, you hope not, you hope not. Still but too young for that. Though, oh, right? Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm like, yeah, when he's such a talent like that, like in the world, the world as it is, it wouldn't be surprising, but I think we're all hoping that he stays in the big time, that's for sure. Uh, last thing, Sammy Kerr has brought uh, Chelsea back to the Women's FA Cup final. They play at Manchester United after she scored to beat Aston Villa. Very nice, very nice. I'm not sure we gave him a shout-out the other week, but I'm still on cloud nine after that fantastic performance to knock off the uh, Poms at uh, Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that was absolutely fantastic by the Matildas. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, massive. Especially after that uh, tough little loss for, uh, against uh, Scotland to rebound from that. It sets us in a very, very good spot coming into the uh, World Cup in the next month or two. And that, dear listeners, was the sports <laughs> desk. And the wonders of modern technology allowed you to hear Sam and Hennett celebrate the fact that we're at an end of a Monday afternoon <laughs> with a massive crash going on back there. It's great having you via way of virtual reality, Sam. It's, uh, it's going to be great. You'll be back in the studio this Friday, won't you? Yes, look forward to a massive show next Friday, 5pm. No worries. Quick programming mode. I will not be on that Friday show, but I'm sure Adam and Jerry will be. Uh, lots to look forward to in the world of sport and lots to love about what's happened. We'll catch you on Friday. This has been Sports Test. See you we'll then. See you, soon. See you Friday. See you.